0: Car Chat is a member of the Tege.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Tege.fm. That's T E E J.FM. Hello, everybody. It's Monday, November 12th, 2018. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Tanner. And you're listening to Chart Chat, your weekly guide to the past week of pop singles hitting the U.S. and U.K. charts. Guess what? What? We're together!
1: Well, we're always together, <laughs> but we're in the same room.
0: Yes, it is so, so good to be back in the studio and actually, like, staring at Tanner and not through a screen. It's... It's
1: extremely (laughs) exciting, to say the least. And we also grabbed lunch beforehand. So that was also nice.
0: Yes, caught up, spilled the tea, if you will. (laughs) Someone will. And we have plans for this evening. It's going to be so much fun. But first, business. UK chart entries for this week. At number 100, we have Gecko and Notes with their song Will Smith. At number 99, Tyga featuring Nicki Minaj, debut with the song Dip. At number 98, we have Normani and Calvin Harris featuring Wizkid with the song Checklist. Jumping up to number 88, we have Tory Lanez featuring Gunna with Miami. At number 82, we have Tory Lanez again featuring Meek Mill this time with Drip Drip Drip. At number 80, we have Rudimental featuring Tom Walker with their song Walk Alone. At number 74, we have Da Beat Freaks featuring AJ and Dino, Swarms, and Cadet with the song Pumpy. At number 57, we have Steve Aoki featuring BTS with her disappointing song Wasted On Me. At number 49, we have Cardi B with Money. 43, we have Pink with A Million Dreams. That is a remake of one of the greatest showman songs. Interesting. At number 36, we have Ellie Golding, Diplo, and Swaley with the song Close To Me. And our highest entry of the week goes to... The late XXX Tentacion, Lil Pump, Maluma, and Sway Lee with the song Arms Around You. That one debuts at number 14 this week. Tanner, what you got on your side?
1: Jumping over here to the US, starting at number 97, we've got Lil Mosey with Kamikaze. Dean Lewis debuts at number 94 with Be Alright. Debuting at number 90, there's Pink with A Million Dreams. Right below that, or right above that rather, at number 89, there's the aforementioned Disappointing Wasted On Me by Steve Aoki featuring BTS. Okay, but really, it was super disappointing. I know. (sighs) Okay, (laughs) bringing it back in. Number 83, Tyga featuring Nicki Minaj, Dip. Debuting at number 80, there's Topanga by Trippy Red. Down at number 76, there's Tory Lanez and Rich the Kid with Talk to Me. Takeoff debuts at number 54 with his song, Last Memory, and our highest entry over here in the U.S., just like the U.K. Debuting at number 28, there's Arms Around You by Tentacion and Lil Pump featuring Maluma and Swaley. What you thinking?
0: Okay. What I'm thinking is that I'm going to do something that's a little out of character for me this week and talk about a couple North American artists instead of our usual UK suspects. So let's do a brief overview of Tory Lanes. We're going to talk about Miami first. Tory Lanes was born in Toronto, Canada. He's 26 years old and up until this point he's kind of dabbled mostly in R&B, thrown in some cool kind of reggaeton, dancehall beats and Some rap, but mostly sung. And he's probably now most well-known for rapping, based on his most recent release. So the songs we're seeing on both the UK official chart and the Billboard Hot 100 chart now are from his most recent album titled Love Me Now. But this is his second album release of 2018. This is crazy. He released his last album, Memories Don't Die, back in March. I just think that output for how... Long, Love Me Now is, and how many features are on it? Like it's quite impressive. So speaking of features with uh this most current album, Love Me Now, this is the largest amount of features Tory Lanez has ever had on one album. Features include Trippy Red, Bryson Tiller, Two Chainz, Chris Brown, Trey Songz, Meek Mill, Rich the Kid, Lil Baby, A Boogie with the Hoodie, Nav, PnB Rock, and Gunna. <sighs> yes, that was exhausting. Can't imagine what it was like putting this album together. So this album also comes to us, which is very interesting, after doing some digging, after Tory Lanez had a near-death experience when he was on a plane. Uh, The plane's autopilot apparently disconnected, and the plane dove about 26,000 feet in the span of a minute and a half. Uh, What's kind of interesting about the song we're talking about, Miami, is that his mega verse at the beginning of the song is almost exactly a minute and a half. And that kind of parallel really struck me. And I was like, oh, this maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe not. Anyway, let's talk about some impressive stats about this album. So Love Me Now debuted at number one on Billboard's top rap albums chart in its first week. The same album also debuted at number two on the top R&B Slash hip hop albums chart and number four on the Billboard 200. So that kind of, I guess, bolsters a little bit of this cross genre thing that Tory Lanez has been doing uh, for his career. I think from what you're about to hear, his career might be taking a turn. We'll see. But first, I want to talk to you about something I actually like a lot Tory Lane's track, Love. So this track in particular was nominated for a Grammy back in 2017. And the song peaked at number 47 on the UK official charts back in 2016. And so far, if we're talking about the UK charts here, Love is Tory Lane's only UK official chart top 75 hit. And that still stands. So let's talk about what I really want to talk about, which is vocal development. Let's play this track that I'm a fan of, Love, for one second. Tanner, just so you're aware... I'm gonna ask you maybe to throw us some descriptive words after this one. I'll help you out, but let's see what we can do. Have some fun. This is Love by Tori Lanes. So first off, I'm a huge fan of this instrumental. It's very low-key chill but Tanner, what struck you about those vocals that you just heard?
1: Those vocals are what I think of when I think of Tory lanes mm-hmm. very high pitched, very kind of reedy, thin yeah and very nimble mm-hmm. They just kind of blow around in the wind and have this very meandering sort of roundabout. But also this undercurrent that I, so you mentioned Memories Don't Die, which was an album I was rather fond of mm-hmm. from earlier this year. And his voice has this undercurrent of almost a sort of synthetic quality mm-hmm. because of the filters and the auto It's like veiled. I love it. Yeah, it's very, not eerie, but something feels off about it in a way that I find really interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so, so helpful. The only thing that I think I would add would be there's just a slight accent thrown in, and whether purposeful or not, I think we're seeing a very drastic change with Love Me Now. I'm gonna go ahead and play the track that we find on the UK official charts at number 88 last week. This is Miami. Is that the same person, Tanner? No. I don't want to believe it. it I don't want to believe it. It It doesn't sound like it at all. And it freaks me out. His voice is so much lower. And it's got this like sad, sexy quality. I feel like I've said sexy like on the past 17 episodes of this podcast. Um, Someone should check that for us and email me. (laughs) I actually did that. But it's so much lower I almost wonder if he has to force himself to sing that low, or did he have to force himself to sing that high? Like, I have so many questions. And just to give listeners maybe a, a com- point of comparison to where I'm coming from, I hear a lot of kind of post malone kind of vocals, Lil Peep quality vocals, almost similar to kind of XXXTentacion vocals for singing wise his voice is just so smooth and low and it's just it's really freaked me out when I heard it I was like there's no way and also the first person like the clip that you heard was Tory Lanes. I was under the impression like is this gonna like did he get the opening what this isn't him that's not his voice who is this imposter whatever I don't know the reason I don't know the reason I want to know the reason really badly I've done some investigative digging and Tory Lanez has admitted to Billboard that he's actually stopped drinking and he has increased the amount that he smokes. So I'm wondering if this might have something to do with the vocal shift. Maybe not. Maybe. I'm not judging, but I I would assume that it might have some kind of effect. Just to kind of wrap up before we asked Tanner to share his thoughts. My hot take is that I'm really disappointed by this album in general. I really wanted to hear more reggaeton and more steel drum and more like island or Caribbean influence in his music. This is a personal Caitlin problem and it's fine. I just really don't think any of the tracks strike me as outstanding. They're all just fine. I mean, I just like things like Love a little bit more. Tanner, anything to add?
1: It's funny because you said pretty much everything that I was thinking about this album when I first listened to it a couple days ago, maybe closer to a week ago at this point. But yeah, like I mentioned, I really enjoyed Memories Don't Die. There will be times when I'm going throughout my day where the melody to 48 floors will pop into my head and it's got... So I was was talking a big game to you before recording about my hot take. Uh Uh-huh only to have you steal my hot take because my <laughs> <laughs> my hot take, stole the hot take my hot take was that it sounds like he's trying to hop on the post malone juice world what have you band yeah like. and even if you just look at the melodies on these albums most of them do that thing that a lot of songs of that type do with the the courses that trend downwards and it just feels like lane's trying to like toughen up or something like that. Or like be sad and right. In a way that feels, again, who knows, like for all we know, his previous sort of persona, his previous vocal persona was just as feigned maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I maybe don't know he man, was like, like,
0: maybe he was screaming so much when his plane was like diving that his vocal cords just like gave out and maybe that is the case.
1: I like that like explanation a lot series. more than my cynical <laughs> response of, of him trying to trend hop. Yeah. I'll go with that. We'll go with that. Okay.
0: Yeah. It was the plane crash. Um, almost plane crash. Let's jump over to my last pick this week, and that is the highest debut on both charts, Arms Around You. Apparently, Lil Pump has been releasing teasers for this track uh, since August of this year. I hadn't been aware of that, but he's been posting a, a, a lot on Instagram, and you can go and check those historical moments, if you will. If I'm being really open and honest here with everybody, I'm kind of shocked and uncomfortable with the volume and popularity of posthumous Tentacion releases. I am, for lack of a better way to put it, just, it's almost like he's still alive. It's almost like I feel like he's still alive, releasing music, and he's not. And I don't know how to reconcile that. It's just a very uncomfortable thing that this new, I guess, 21st century technological generation has been able to continue. So one of the producers that X worked really closely with when he was alive says that there's probably going to be nine more releases. There was one that was released just yesterday. And again, we're recording on Saturday and Friday is usually new music release day. And oh, man, I was so spot on. And it it gave me chills. It's fine. So, another thing that we talked about with X before, and the New York Times podcast uh, had a great kind of amateur reporting moment for an episode about XXX Tentacion in the wake of his death is the high school, middle school age obsession with XXX Tentacion. And the messages that are in his music are just, they strike me as not really molding well to that age group it's concerning i'd like to interview students and ask them about this very specifically because a lot of people just say like oh yeah x is so lit no there there has to be more than that if people are literally treating him like jesus they're treating him like he is the savior of the world and that's terrifying to me anyway talking about these posthumous releases and how well they've done if we're looking at falling down uh, that one was with Lil Peep, uh, also has passed away. That peaked at number 10 on the UK, number 13 on the US. Don't Cry, which was with Lil Wayne, not dead. UK peaked at 28. US peaked at 5. That one did really well. Now we're looking at Arms Around You, just to remind you, UK, this peaked, or, or it debuted, rather, at number 14. In the US, it's debuted at number 28. And it was produced by, just so we're all... Super clear on this. Skrill X, Molly Mall, that was the one that worked very, very closely with X, who was planning to release more music, and John FX. So without further ado, let's listen to Arms Around You. <laughs> compare thee to a summer's day no, no. <laughs> but we are going to compare this song to i'm the one that's D-
1: even worse <laughs> why would hear you do that out, hear
0: me out hear me out so we all probably recall dj khaled justin bieber um the other three four five six people that were on that track I just simply want to pose the idea that Arms Around You is kind of like, one, the bad boy version of I'm the one, and two, just kind of like one step up above the completely, utterly, I, I can't think of an insulting enough word in the moment, um, whatever is I'm the one. Abominable? Abominable. I like that because it's also, it reminds me of the Abominable Snowman. Okay. My main point of comparison here, I think, obviously has to do with the features and the amount of features that are on arms around you. Now, I'm the One was kind of a mammoth undertaking, and it just had that bump, 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 bump. And it was very repetitive, and the features were very blocky. They just had like, okay, and now here's Justin Bieber, and now here's Justin Bieber again, and now here, you know, it just wasn't wasn't my cup of tea. Similarly, Arms Around You has this thing where you heard in that clip, you know, X starts off with that chorus, Lil Pump comes in, then Sway Lee takes over. It's a little bit, uh, I guess, blocky, which I appreciate. I also just have to give a shout out to Lil Pump because I really like his verse on this. I like this song. I like this song.
1: You sound so defensive.
0: I am because I feel like someone's going to co- like peek their head around the corner and be like, why? And I have admittedly before liked XXX Tentacion's music amidst kind of the past ongoing accusations and terrible things he's done. And I kind of feel ashamed for separating out his musical output and listening to it and him profiting from that while he's or he was doing all these strikingly terrible things but i really like this song i love the vibe it's so chilled out the vibe and it's just like reggaeton rhythm like yes it's super catchy however it reminds me of this track you're about to hear it's kind of well-known i don't think tanner has ever heard of this song so why don't we just play it see if he recognizes it this is turn me on
2: you're going home with me tonight let me hold you go my back.
0: turn me on is just it's literally like slowed down in arms around you it's it's pretty undeniable I mean I feel like I want to have more conversations with people about this and just play them the tracks like one after the other be like are they similar what do you hear what are the things and it would be a very fun social experiment maybe I'll go do that after this so I'm not like bugging Tanner and following him around all day I'll just go out on the street in UVA
1: I am continually amazed by how you find so much to say about these songs because, uh, <laughs> I will agree with you in saying if we're comparing this to "I'm the One," this is definitely a cut above that. Mm-hmm. insofar as whenever I'm in a place where "I'm the One" is playing, I am actively irritated.
0: Oh my gosh, I know it was playing the other day. I I, I forget where I was, but bump, bump, bump. I'm the one. Yeah, we oh we oh you I'm the one. I oh it just grates it grates on my
1: soul whereas this song i walked in and went to record and i was like i don't remember how the song goes let's listen and then halfway through while we were prepping to to start recording i forgot that we were listening to a song it was another (laughs) one of those situations so i will say that's an improvement i think the only other thing i really have to add is well actually here's a question so you mentioned your discomfort with the the posthumous releasing of of all these songs from x or little peep or whoever Does that make you more uncomfortable than the Michael Jackson feature on that Drake song from a number of months ago? Does the time since an artist's passing lessen the discomfort that you feel? I'm curious.
0: That's a really excellently put question. I feel like it has to do, for me, more with whether or not I like the song to begin with. So since I like this song... I feel like it's more uncomfortable for me. I didn't like the Drake song, Michael Jackson feature. So I just kind of went, whoop, not for me. Out of out of ears, out of mind. And then when I start to listen to a song, I start thinking about all of this stuff, like uh, arms around you. Oh, he, like he's dead. This is very odd to have this voice in my ears s- sounding alive, moving. Blech. It's very hard to describe, but i I like your question, and I hope that answered it at least partially.
1: I think so, yeah, and I don't have an easy answer either. The only other thing I was gonna say is that I think the one part of the song that does feel blocky in the way that you were describing I'm the one is probably Maluma's verse. I agree. It just kind of gets dropped in near the back two thirds, and it's really easy for me to envision the song being in the work for months and then some executive at some point being like,
0: No, we need a, a verse in Spanish. We need a verse
1: in Spanish those latin songs are hot right now we gotta we gotta cross market see
0: that also makes me so uncomfortable oh sure and
1: well i mean we were talking earlier like the the part that makes me particularly uncomfortable about these posthumous releases is how quickly they're coming (gasps) and how cash grabby they feel Mm -hmm. you know but i guess that's all i really have to say i don't have much investment in the song fortunately but from there we're gonna jump over to the u.s side of things and the first song i want to talk about is be all right by dean lewis who is a newcomer To the u.s charts lewis is a 31 year old musician from sydney australia making his very first appearance on the hot 100 or as far as i can tell any u.s chart for that matter and this is where caitlin
0: he's 31 yep he's 31 years old that makes this song so much more sad i thought he was like 18 and then he had he's had like his whole life (laughs) ahead
1: He does not have his whole life Tears welling
0: in my eyes.
1: So as you can probably tell, this is not going to be a super upbeat song, but I don't think it's quite as dire as Caitlin might suggest. But we'll leave that for you to decide. Until then, I'll just briefly give you a little bio. Lewis released his first single, Waves, back in 2016. That song went triple platinum in Australia and peaked at number 12 on their flagship singles chart. That song, again, Waves, wound up being the lead single from Lewis's debut EP titled Same Kind of Different. That came out last May, peaked at number 27 on Australia's album chart. Serviceable, you know, enough, has has the big lead single enough, uh, which draws enough attention to sustain future releases. Sure. From the perspective of the label. So then you jump to this year, Lewis releases Be Alright, all the way back in late June of this year. So sort of a slow burn, particularly on streaming services, where over the months it has continued to snowball, racking up millions of streams until now. All the way in November, we finally have an appearance on the Hot 100. And in terms of talking about the song, I'm actually going to structure the clips I play a little differently than usual. Oh, cool. So what I'm going to do is first play the first verse of the song. I want you to pay particular attention to the melody of the song, particularly the melody on the line, What's On Your Mind.
3: i from the ground to see your sad and eyes. You look away from me
1: so this verse is on the low end of Lewis's vocal range,
3: mm-hmm.
1: lets him really lean into that breathy quality that suits the lyrics. And I do wanna actually highlight those lyrics in a change of pace for me. They are, I would suggest, a stark contrast to what Caitlin was criticizing Billie Eilish for last week. So Caitlin last week in, in discussing when the party's over said that Eilish's lyrics, particularly in the verses, felt a little vague, a little broad. Lewis takes the polar opposite approach here with some really hyper-specific lyrics. There's mm-hmm. a very close focus on body language, Details about a pack of cigarettes left on the counter and who those actually belong to. It's the moment to moment, really precise detail of, in this case, Lewis's character or himself, what have you, finding out that his significant other has cheated on him with his friend. Ah. Ugh. Oof. And I think what makes the song work really well, or at least one of the pieces of it, is how smoothly the verses pave the way for the chorus. Mm -hmm. They feel very interconnected. And so to that end, I mentioned the line, what's on your mind? And those notes stick out Mm -hmm. from the surrounding notes. They are much higher than the other notes, which are comparatively lower in Lewis's uh, register. And that melodic sort of jump lets Lewis get a little more of an aching, wounded quality. The pain is coming to the fore. Again, paving the way for the chorus. If I really wanted to try to impress Caitlin with an attempt at talking about actual tones and scale degrees i could say that that note on um, the word mind is a c sharp ooh. ooh, which is the second scale degree and it's a little more of a tentative sort of unstable tone than if it was the fifth or the third scale degree yeah, yeah. it was something more resolutely tonal but what does this all lead to the chorus
3: and my friend said i know you love her but it's over made. it doesn't matter put the phone away it's never easy re- walk away let her go it'll be okay it's gonna hurt for a bit of time so bottoms up let's forget tonight you find another and you'll be just fine let her go
1: we're up in lewis's higher register now that high note in the verse on the word mind foreshadows the leap up into the chorus and once we've made that leap, we get lots of these sort of graceful, melodic descents, yearning lyrics about his friend consoling him. The vast majority of the chorus is actually sung from his friend's, friend's perspective. point of view, exactly. yeah, I love that. And the general message is, is, I think, very reassuring. It sucks right now, but you'll be able to move on with time. Things will be all right. Caitlin is not convinced, though, it looks like.
0: No, I mean, I just feel like it's very, it's painful to listen to, in, a, in the best possible way. And I think that's why this song has had such a slow climb uh, to the charts. I am just, I'm in love with the song. I'm, I agree with the message, but I'm just like so taken with Dean Lewis being 31. And then this song is so like teeny, like teeny as in teen-ish, like teens would listen to it. I mistook him for kind of like a one direction wannabe at first. I noticed the accent, totally didn't dig deeper into it because I was like, "Uh, oh, I I get this, but I don't. I don't get this." Oh.
1: There's an earnestness that you don't immediately expect from someone of that age. Mm-hmm. And if I can ease some of your worries, there was an interview Dean did where he said, "Quote, for people worried about me because the song is so sad, trust me, I'm okay." The song is actually about hope and knowing that in the end good things will work out surrounding yourself with good people.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. It's not literally
1: about him the way he describes it is sort of more of an amalgam right. of his and also others experiences. There's a yeah. from a couple months ago there's an interview he did with Billboard where he talks about how much he admires particularly Bruce Springsteen's songwriting with Yo. that eye for specificity. Right. And so I think it's a cool sign of his songwriting ability that he's able to get us Sort of gushy and sad for yeah. something that didn't literally happen to him. Also, I wanted to point out one other cool thing. I actually played the second chorus oh. for this clip. I did not play the first chorus because the first chorus is only half as long. Oh. So you just get the section about putting the phone away and things being all right. But then when you return to the second verse and then go to the second chorus, you're listening to the second chorus and then suddenly, unexpectedly, there's this second half of the chorus yeah it gives you a little more exactly it gives you a little more and it almost resolves the sense of incompletion that I didn't even know I had because if you go back the first chorus is like 15 seconds maybe right it's really short and then the second chorus the full chorus is the more traditional feels like settled in exactly yeah and that things will be alright yeah so yeah needless to say I it's one of those songs where the more I listen to the more I find these little details that I'm really impressed by and I think there are details that might be easy to miss because, like you're saying, oh, One Direction, Ed and sort of wannabe, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But if you dig in, I promise there's stuff there. And so with that, we're gonna do another one of my classic tonal 180s and talk about <laughs> Topanga. 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 Trippy Red. I feel like he's shown up as a featured artist on a song we've talked about at some point. Yeah. But I'm I really can't remember.
0: Was it Julia Michaels? Trippy Red. He, All I do is. They jump. definitely
1: did a song together
0: i would have chosen that to pick it i don't know if we did but i i I don't remember
1: either but that actually does kind of speak to some of the things that are interesting about this song Mm. because he also did a song with alice in wonderland who's this edm dj he's etched out a niche for himself in a rap landscape that is already more open it's a rap it's a rap landscape that's open to cross-genre collaborations and trippy red has already kind of gone above and beyond in a way Mm. it feels like but in any case trippy red is one of rap's rising stars who's originally from ohio Weird. moved to atlanta after high school so again that atlanta scene and that move is already paying off he was named a member of xxl's freshman class of 2018 which for those that are unfamiliar is basically an annual feature that the magazine does to highlight the best new faces in hip-hop my personal favorite from that class is ski mask the slump god
0: oh man i remember that i'm
1: big into ski mask as uh, longtime listeners might remember do i have the sauce the answer is yes,
0: always. Always
1: earlier this year, Trippy Red released his major label debut, Life's a Trip, which debuted all the way up at number four back in August. And as for his Hot 100 appearance, his highest entry came from a guest feature on XXX Tentacion's song, F Love, which peaked at number 28 earlier this year.
0: Yes, Girl, I need you in my life. In my life, na, 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 na. I love that song. Oh my gosh.
1: However, Trippy Red has yet to break the top 40 as a lead artist. He came close earlier this year with Taking a Walk from his uh, debut album. That peaked at number 46, so not quite breaking that top 40 goalpost. And we'll see whether to pick Affairs" any better. At the very least, it's clear that this is being pushed by the label as a potential candidate to do so. There's a recent performance of the song on Jimmy Kimmel Live, if listeners want to go check that out and there's also an album or in this case a mixtape attached to topanga the song is the lead single from red's mixtape which just released a couple days ago it's called a love letter to you three the three cool i guess
0: three okay i was like who it's another
1: one of those mixtape series that artists do right you know all right that's enough that's enough laying the groundwork let's take a listen again this is trippy red topanga
2: you know you in I can take you to Topanga no.
1: State the obvious, this beat is incredible. At the very least, the vocal sample that recurs throughout the song is is based off a gospel track. I I couldn't find information on whether the underlying piano progression was also from that same track or Mm -hmm. if it was a more original composition. But man, I I think it says a lot that that sample opens the first 30 or 40 seconds of the song Mm -hmm. and closes the last. 20 or 30 seconds of the song
0: crazy it's this
1: sort of it's almost like the the producers like i know what i've got i know this is awesome check this out like we'll get to trippy red but check me out seriously and it's so good and i think not only is it just interesting as a chord progression and has this very again redemptive gospel atmosphere to it it is a wonderful contrast to trippy's performance because like a lot of sort of his peers trippy red tends to repeat melodic phrases a lot and i think the pairing of that hyper repetition of the vocals with the very mobile accompaniment makes for a really compelling listen it, it keeps it from growing stale or overly repetitive which i think works really really well even while there's also a bit of a weird dissonance here there's a whole lot of weird dissonances Mm -hmm. in this track in general which i think is why it works so well but to have such a joyous instrumentation alongside lyrics that are basically him getting all excited about guns it feels weird yeah caitlin
0: i agree and I also want to take this opportunity to tell you that this is our pick of the week um, it's true it's true it's undeniable what really strikes me uh, is something that you mentioned before about the structure of the song how it kind of opens with this sample and it's just like what is this where are we I love that and I it's starting to grow on me a little bit more and then you just have Trippy red and he's like a goofball on this track and I love it my favorite thing. Uh, about the vocal is how he ends his phrases by just kind of like nah, it's Panga and just kind of like drops it, relaxes his jaw, and then it's almost like he he somehow gets a smile in that, and it's just he's having fun. It's concerning about the guns, the gun thing, but maybe like we we don't have to think about that so much. <laughs> No, we do. It reminds me a little
1: bit of Uzi, and when you mentioned the goofball, mm. it's a little, it's a little reminiscent sure. of Uzi. Um, I'll also say when you mentioned the the intro being like, "Where are we? What's happening?" That's even more so because of the producer tra- the producer tag that comes comes in. So you've yeah. got this really nice piano, and then DJ on the beat, so it's a banger. Yeah. What?
0: What? Help? What? Where are we? It's weird. Tanner, can I just indulge for a moment because this is our pick of the week spot? I'd like to play devil's advocate and call Cop- copycat here. And Tanner is rolling his eyes at me because he doesn't hear it I and I only hear it. Can we just talk about Drake's nice for what for a second? Here, let's listen. I want to know who my here
3: tonight. Hold on, hold on. How can I explain myself?
2: Louisiana, murder on the beat. Something for y'all to cut up to, you know. Yeah. Everybody get your roll on. I know shorty and she doesn't want no slow song. Had a man last year and life goes on. Haven't let the thing loose, girl in so long. You been inside, know you like to lay low. I've been people what you it
0: to the table. Working hard, girl, every
1: day. Caitlin, defend yourself.
0: I just want to say, please, Tanner, there are obvious <laughs> differences. You heard the intro there. Obviously, if we're comparing the two, Drake kind of guides us through the intro a little bit more. And there's a, a few more samples than in Topanga. But that beat, that beat and that tone, the overall tone... Is happy. Like, look at songs from uh Scorpion, like Mob Ties and things like that, that are like dire. And then you have basically a bounce track. To me, it's just like it's an outlier in such a way that this track for Trippy Red is an outlier. And I just kind of like put two and two together and was like, oh, they're so similar. I can't. Just a da 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 da, da, da i don't know the hi-hat
1: and the claps are mm -hmm. definitely a little similar in terms of of timbre but i think that might be as far as i'm willing to meet you
0: no i know tanner totally disagrees but (laughs) if i didn't say my piece i would have regretted it forever and we can't do that on this podcast so
1: absolutely not never ever thank you so much for listening to chart chat where we always talk to strangers if you'd like to listen to all this past week's chart debuts you can find a spotify playlist in the show notes And if you have any questions, feedback, or corrections, you can get in touch with us via email at chartchatcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're interested in following us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at chartchatcast. Also, starting to branch out a little more on that subreddit, on that popheads. So if you are a fan over there, check us out, or vice versa. I'm the one that tends to to head that up, but Caitlin will pop in every now and then sometimes. We'd love to chat with y'all. And we'd also love to hear from you on the rating and reviewing side of things. iTunes, Google Play, what have you. We love the feedback. Helps us find new listeners. All that good stuff. Chat's intro theme was written by Peter Kelly and our cover art was made by Billy Phillips, both from Coronation Media. Coronation Media is a creative studio specializing in video production, animation, and graphic design. To learn what they can do for your company or organization, visit www.coronationmedia.com. Chart Chat is also a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit That's Teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J jfm F-M. Thanks again for listening to Chart Chat live in the studio. Well, okay, not live in the studio, but we're in the same room. I'm Tanner Green.
0: And I'm Caitlin Play,
1: And we'll catch you next week.